0: What is up, podcast fam? Welcome into episode 73 of My Turf. I'm your host, Ryan Marshall, back with you once again. Thank you so much for being with us. It's great to be back. It's great to be healthier. I got antibiotics and a steroid shot in the buttocks, so I am feeling awesome. And uh, it is a great week, guys. We have college football this Saturday. We have freaking college football this Saturday. Notre Dame is going to kick it off at 1.30 p.m., on NBC versus Navy in Dublin, Ireland. That's going to be freaking awesome to watch. Our first look at Sam Hartman as he transfers over from Wake Forest. So that's going to be awesome. That's just a cool environment. Later on that evening on the Pac-12 network, we've got USC, the number 16 in the nation hosting San Jose State. 7 p.m. Pac-12 network. Notre Dame, p.m. NBC hosting Navy. Notre Dame, of course, is the 13th ranked team in the country. So you will not want to miss that. Now let's kind of get into the show a little bit, start to flow. MyTurfShow at gmail.com is the show's email address. My Twitter, X handle, RFMarshall11, if you want to interact with me there. Tell your friends. Apple Podcasts and Spotify is where the show is available. So we're going to get right into it. We're picking conference champions in college football this week in the first segment. So let me get my notes ready. And I want to talk about the title track real quick. It's going to be uh, back in the day, kind of based on something in the early 2000s. Well, not kind of based on it. It absolutely is. Okay, And I got to get my crystal ball out this week when I'm doing predictions and I'm doing a fantasy football mock draft in segment two, right? So a lot of that is looking into the crystal ball. And you've got to hold your own so people respect you. So you can't have a lot of shitty picks, and you have to do your homework. Back in the day, in the early 2000s, the Psychic Readers Network had a star named Miss Cleo. Everybody remembers her, man. Uh, I recently watched a documentary called Call Me Miss Cleo on HBO. Pretty cool insight into her life and the phenomenon. So I absolutely recommend it. Pretty cool character. So you guessed it. Because I'm doing predictions of conferences and fantasy football. The appropriate title track will be, call me Mr. Cleo. And I'm not going to do her Jamaican accent because I would completely butcher it. But, man, it's a a cool time of the year, man. Football is here. High school football starts this week. We had Jamboree's last week. Rivalry week, week one for my hometown. Everybody's jacked up over it. We've got dress-up days everybody's pumped all i can tell you man these kids are super psyched and uh and it's a really really cool environment and everything is perfect within the sports world so we're going to get into it right now let's talk about the american athletic conference start with the group of five right I've got tulane over texas san antonio why tulane returns quarterback michael pratt a really good team last year that beat USC in the bowl game. I do like Texas San Antonio. They do return seventh-year quarterback Frank Harris. Of course, injuries and COVID, he gets to come back. But I'm picking Tulane in the American Athletic Conference. and Conference USA, after being decim- decimated by conference realignment, they only have seven members. Western Kentucky is led by quarterback Austin Reed coming back. He flirted with the transfer portal and going to the NFL. But he's the pick right here. I do like Liberty, though, as the second team to watch out for. Hugh Freeze leaves and goes to Auburn, but they hire away Coastal Carolina head coach Jamie Chadwell. So he did not – look, Hugh Freeze didn't leave the cupboard bare. They've got talent there at Liberty. In the Mountain West, I'm taking Boise State over Fresno State. I love what Andy Avalos is building there at Boise State. He also hired – Offensive coordinator Bush Hamden away from Missouri, which is going to be a really, really big help to quarterback Taylon Green. They've got that excellent running back duo duo of George Helani and Ashton Gentry. So I think Boise State is a team to beat in the Mountain West. But watch out for Fresno State and Jeff, Jeff Tedford, their head coach, man. Remember Jeff Tedford led all those great teams at Cal with Aaron Rodgers, uh, Nate Bowler. I mean, it's they've had some really, really – he produced some of the best quarterbacks out there, man. Uh, did a phenomenal job, and he's still doing some West Coast things. He calls his offense offense the spread coast now, though. In the Mid-American Conference, it's Ohio that I'm picking, led by quarterback Curtis Rourke. I think it comes down to them in Toledo, who won it last year. They got a great quarterback in their own right, Daquan Finn. He's a true dual-threat guy. I expect a rematch in the MAC in the MAC championship, but I'm taking Ohio. In the Sun Belt, I'm taking my boys, Troy University. Why? They return quarterback Gunnar Watson, and of course, Kamani Vidal at running back. John Summerall still has that stamp on his defense. I love the Troy Trojans here, but they gotta watch out for South Alabama and Coastal Carolina. Even though Coastal Carolina lost their head coach, Jamie Chadwell, they promoted from within, and quarterback Grayson McCall Talk about dual threat. He's back at quarterback, so you got to watch out for him. Now let's talk about the Power Five. I'm going to start off with the ACC. It's a three-team race, Clemson, FSU, and North Carolina. And that's not a knock on any other team out there. It's just those are the three that I believe in. I think Miami and Chris Mario Cristobal could be a sleeper here. I love Clemson hiring new offensive coordinator Garrett Riley for that multiple spread offense away from TCU. I think it's going to do great things for K. Clubneck. And uh, Will Shipley on the offense side of the ball. My question for Clemson will be defensive coordinator Wes Goodwin. I don't think he's as good as Brett Venables. I don't think he's as passionate. I just don't see it, and that's my question mark. I like North Carolina. I love Drake May. I think they're going to make some leaps and bounds on the defensive side with Mac Brown talking a lot about what you know Jaden Chiswick is doing and Tommy Thigpen. They're revamping that defense. I think they're going to be a year better. But they hired offensive coordinator Chip Lindsey this year to replace Phil Longo, of course, went to Wisconsin. Chip Lindsey was the head coach at Troy, and he was the offensive coordinator at Auburn back in the day. He sucked at Troy. I'm not a fan of Chip Lindsey. I'm not saying he's going to make Drake May, you know, digress. But I'm just not a believer in him winning football games over Clemson and Florida State. That's where I'm at on that. For Florida State, look, they got Jordan Travis back, at quarterback. The best running back in the ACC and Trey Benson, in my opinion, the mismatch, the biggest mismatch nightmare, maybe all of college football, out next to Brock, Brock Bowers and wide receiver uh, Johnny Wilson is who I'm talking about. Six foot seven, 235 pounds. He's an absolute mismatch nightmare at wide receiver floor state. Talking about FSU's defense. They've got the best edge rusher in all of college football, in my opinion. And Jared Verse, he'll be a top 10 pick. So I'm taking FSU. Like I said, not a fan of Chip Lindsey being the OC at North Carolina. And I'm not a believer yet. And Wes Goodwin running the defense at Clemson. For the Big 12, remember last year, TCU shocked the world. And Kansas State surprised some people too. The betting odds favor Oklahoma. But I like Texas with all that talent to win the Big 12. Sure, could just be hype. Just like Oklahoma last year, the difference is Quinn Ewers' development at quarterback. And if he does not lose any swagger, if they possibly lose to Alabama, I think Texas is the team to beat, man. And right now, some, some reports in Texas, even if Quinn Ewers does slip up, Arch Manning is starting to really pick up the speed of college football, and he's starting to really progress. So he is making some uh, big, big waves and noise right now. All right, so in the Big Ten, it's a three-team race for me. It's Ohio State, Michigan, and Penn State. So Michigan, we all know they're the defending champ. They bring back the amazing running back duo Blake Coram and Donovan Edwards, plus experience at quarterback with J.J. McCarthy, who I think is going to be a star. To me, they're loaded on the offensive line and defense. Wide receiver play is where they are the most inexperienced. So I think McCarthy's going to have to play some hero ball, and uh, in some some clutch situations against the Ohio States and Penn States, and we're going to see how he does. For Ohio State, the question mark is going to be at tackle. They're very unproven at left tackle and right tackle. We all know they're loaded at running back and wide receiver. They're also loaded on defense. Of course, you know they've got Jack Sawyer. Look, man, they've got Tommy Eichenberg. They're loaded on defense. We all know the question mark right now, though, of course – left tackle right tackle who will be the starting quarterback it will now go into the season between Kyle McCord and Devin Brown Uh, I think Kyle McCord may be more solid but Devin Brown could have the higher upside for Penn State look new quarterback in Drew Alar, the best O-line maybe in the country inexperienced at wide receiver as well defense they're going to be awesome linebacker Abdul Carter edge rusher Chop Robinson and cornerback Kalen King are stars But for me, it just feels like Penn State may be just a year away, not as proven, uh, at every position. A sleeper could be Wisconsin under first-year head coach Luke Fickle, right? You know, remember he snagged SMU quarterback Tanner McMordecai, plus some wide receivers in the transfer portal. But the pick for me is going to be Ohio State. They're obsessed over the game versus Michigan. Got a new quarterback in this rivalry, which isn't always a bad thing. The anxiety and the stress. C.J. Stroud really got worked up, man. So I think Ohio State comes back and wins the Big Ten. For the Pac-12, it's a four-team race. USC, Oregon, Washington, and Utah. For USC, we all know what they bring back. The question mark will be defense, though, if Alex Grinch can get that defense playing well. They added Bear Alexander from the transfer portal, the defensive lineman from Georgia, They've got an excellent wide receiver combo, I think, and transfer portal king. Uh, Dorian Singer coming on from Arizona. <coughs> Excuse me. I really like the true freshman Zachariah branch. I think they're going to be awesome at USC. It's just about Alex Crenshaw. For Oregon, look, Dan Lanning's got to get the most out of Bo Nix again and staying awesome and get that, get that pass rush working for Oregon. For Washington. Look, we know their offense is going to be awesome. Michael Penix Jr. has got his two wide receivers, and Robyn Dunsey and Jalen McMillan. It did suck to hear, though, that their running back, Cam Davis, will be lost for the season. I like the defensive group for the Huskies, too, with Braylon Trice. Um, I also like Utah. Quarterback Cam Rising's back. He's a warrior. The production is going to be really good with Jaquindon Jackson at running back. They got a solid defense led by Zamaya Vaughn. So I, I like a lot of teams here. For me, it's just time maybe to believe that USC can be back. And I'm going to go with the USC Trojans to win the Pac-12. Just too much Caleb Williams. But, again, it could come down to any one of those four teams. It was super close last year. It's going to be super close this year. And the SEC, I think it's more wide open than people think. And let me say this. I think Florida, they're going to be okay. Graham Mertz is there at quarterback now, the Wisconsin transfer. they got four starters back on offense. New defensive coordinator in Austin Armstrong coming over from Southern Miss. I thought thought Anthony Richardson was overrated a little bit last year in those clutch moments. Same thing with Will Levis at Kentucky. They got a new starting quarterback in the NC State transfer, Devin Leary. I love him a lot. He's got solid wide receivers to throw to. An improved offensive line group is what they need. So I think they'll be pretty good at Kentucky. South Carolina is the team to watch out for, though. Spencer Radler's back at quarterback, love the hire of new offensive coordinator Dow Loggins. He's got NFL experience. Don't sleep on true freshman, Nichols Harbor, playing tight end and wide receiver at South Carolina. Shane Beamer is building something special. We all know Tennessee is going to have one of the best offenses in the country. Joel Milton, though, he's going to have to be really good in these big games against South Carolina, Florida, Georgia. That's what it's all about. I think Tennessee's defense is going to have to get get better, though, this year, too. I'm not a believer in them. For Georgia, we know they got a new quarterback in Carson Beck. He was named the starter this week. Top defense—they bring back, of course. I love that wide receiver tra- uh, tandem they picked up in the transfer portal, in Rah-Rah and Ra Ra Thomas in Mississippi State transfer Dominique—excuse Le- uh, me, uh, Dominique Levitt from Mizzou. Ra raw Thomas actually was from Mississippi State, so I got it crossed up there. Uh, you pair that with Brock Bowers and Lad McConkie, Ra Ra Thomas and Dominique Levitt are going to light it up with Carson Beck. The thing for Carson Beck is, in these big games, is he going to blink? Stetson Bennett didn't blink in the last two years. Maybe against Alabama he did in that first game in the SEC Championship, but he didn't blink, and he had all that confidence in him. Carson Beck is also not the athlete of Stetson Bennett. We're also talking about the new change at offense coordinator Mike Bobo. He is not Todd Monkin, but he is an experienced offense coordinator, so that's something you got to think about. But it's not going to be an easy path to them. South Carolina's a year better. Kentucky, I think, is going to be better. Florida, there's a lot of uncertainty. Tennessee, there's some uncertainty there with Joe Milton. But we know they're going to be a super talented and competitive group. For the SEC West, I'm still going to pick Georgia, by the way, to win the SEC East, though. But uh, in the SEC West, LSU, look, Brian Kelly crushed it last year in year one. Jaden Daniels is back quarterback. So are his wide receivers, Malik Neighbors and Mason Taylor. The LSU defense is going to be stout. Harold Perkins is back on defense. Not only is he one of the best middle linebackers in the game, he's also one of the best blitzers in the game. Alabama, they got a new defense coordinator in Kevin Stilt. He's rebranded that Tide defense with discipline and intelligence. He's got a new offense coordinator in Tommy Rees coming over from to Alabama. He's going to utilize that, that, that run-first arsenal. But who will be the quarterback? That is going to be the question mark. Uh, So a lot of people are picking LSU to win the SEC West. Let me say this. I'm going to pick Alabama to win the SEC West because they will host LSU. And I think by then the quarterback predicament will be figured out. Remember, there's some good things about what these quarterbacks can do. Milrow can throw the deep ball and run like the wind. Ty Simpson can throw it anywhere plus run. Tyler Buckner is a very capable runner and a good passer. He's just got to limit the turnovers. Right now, true freshman Dylan Lonergan is making a lot of noise and waves right now at Alabama. A lot of people are saying, man, this kid could be the next real deal. So in my opinion, I think Alabama will win the SEC West, and I think they win the SEC. And why do I think that? I think because Georgia has a tougher road than people think. I think Mike Bobo is not Todd Munkin. I think LSU now faces a better Alabama, Arkansas, and Texas A&M team. They'll get tripped up a little bit. And Bama got better everywhere, maybe except at quarterback, but everywhere. everywhere. So collectively as a team, I think with the structure within this team that Nick Saban has put together with the coaching staff, Tommy Rees on the offense, Kevin still back running the defense, they'll be collectively better as a team. And next week, we're definitely going to go over our natty picks. So... As you heard who I got for my conference picks, you heard them. And next week, we'll do our national championship picks. So let's take a pause for the calls, though. We're going to go over the NFL and do our fantasy football draft next segment here on Episode 73, Call Me Mr. Cleo, here on my turf. Stay tuned, everyone. Welcome back into my turf, episode seventy-three. Call me Mr. Cleo. So I hope you enjoyed our predictions for the conference uh, conferences for college football. I enjoyed it, and uh, hopefully, I end up right on a lot of them. So we're going to do our fantasy football draft and go ahead and get set up. Get your. We're going to go to Fantasy Pros, and we're going to use our draft wizard. So remember a couple pointers: know what type of league you're in, whether that's standard, PPR how many teams are in it, flex, super flex, dynasty league. Remember that. Know your people, who they may be biased towards, what kind of players they put stock in, you know, running back, wide receiver, who you're familiar with. Remember changes that are coaching changes and personnel changes that factor into targeting the players that you want. Remember, some t- you want players on top tier offenses or you got, want guys that get a lot of volume. Damian Pierce is a guy like that. He's a really good running back, but the Texans' offense, we don't know how good it's going to be. C.J. Stroud did look more comfortable, but at the same time, we don't know how good that offense is going to be. But Damian Pierce gets a lot of volume. Nick Chubb gets a lot of volume, and he's on a good offense. So that's what you're going with, wide receivers that are going to make an impact. Like Jahan Dotson, I think he's a better wide receiver than Gabriel Davis. But Gabriel Davis will get more targets down the field because, of course, Stephon Diggs will get doubled, and that frees him up. Now, he's also in a more high-powered offense, so that's why I would go with somebody like Gabriel Davis as an example, but Dotson would be an exceptional player to have on your team as well. Just an amazing talent, so you just got to remember that. Remember, Sean Payton is now coaching the Broncos. The Broncos that you had last year, you were worried about Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy. That's kind of a thing of the past because Sean Payton is one of the best play callers in football. Kellen Moore now coaches the Chargers. Mike McCarthy is now calling plays for the Cowboys, so That offense for the Chargers may be more wide open than you think. Just remember these kind of things. Remember the uh, the free agents that are are out there still? Remember Dalvin Cook is now with the Jets, so Brees Hallstock probably takes a little bit of a hit. Same with Ramadre Stevenson. He He may not get that goal line work now because Zeke Elliott is there. At the same time, Jonathan Taylor, Josh Jacobs, it looks like they may not even play right now. We don't know. So that can really factor into how you want to draft these guys. But... Let's go ahead and let's get to Fantasy Pros. I'm going to go to the Draft Simulator, okay? So uh, what we're going to do as far as the draft is um, – let's get to the Draft Wizard right now. Well, Draft Simulator, excuse me. And what I'm going to do is this. I'm going to do my own mock draft. So I create it. I hold that card. It's going to be a quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers. a tight end, and we're going to do uh, – Yeah, we're gonna do that as well. So we're gonna do a flex spot and a defense and a a kicker. That's how we're gonna start. So when you what that means is my starting rotation would be a quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, a tight end, and a flex spot, which either a running back or a wide receiver. You're gonna play a defense and a kicker, and I got six bench spots. It's ten teams, okay? So let me randomize that, and I will be picking sixth, okay? So like I said, in the standard league running backs are at a premium. You've got to get running backs in a league like this because wide receivers you feel like you can match. So the big thing we're seeing is that Justin Jefferson comes off the board first. McCaffrey, Jamar Chase, Bajan Robinson is going early, Nick Chubb. So I'm now at six. I've got Austin Eckler, Kelsey, Cooper Cup, Tyreek Hill. So looking at this, I'm putting a lot of stock in the running back, right? I'm going to go Austin Eckler. It's nothing against Travis Kelsey. He's just a year older. And I always feel like Mahomes is too dependent on him. And I never draft him. But like this is probably the year I should. And I'm going to go Austin Eckler. Just because I need to. I got to do it. Okay. So this is kind of staying true to form right now. So Kelsey goes after me. Tyreek Hill. Cooper Cup. Who's bothered by injuries right now. So you need to be cautious of him. Saquon. Stephon Diggs. Devontae Adams. C.D. Lamb. Derrick Henry. So now I'm going to pick at 2.05 that's the fifth pick in the second round so got jonathan taylor who we don't know about he's going to be traded looks like by the colts aj brown and tony pollard are staring at me with the mon saint brown the other running back right there is is josh jacobs that i could get but we don't know about jacobs either so wide receiver, where i'm looking at aj brown i love a splash play ability i could also go quarterback with Mahomes, but i right right here i'm feeling aj brown So automatically, I've got a running back one and I've got a wide receiver one. I've got two of the best out there. So now it's coming back to me. And this kind of sucks because now Travis Etienne's gone, Garrett Wilson's gone, Tony Pollard's gone, Jalen Waddle's gone, Mahomes, Gibbs, and Stevenson. Now what I like to do is I like to list my different type of tiers of quarterbacks, like one through four or something like that. Um, I don't want to pull the trigger on a quarterback too early. So I usually like to wait around to the fourth round. Running backs and wide receivers, I want to get early. And then of course, I want to do an ultimate draft board where I don't want to draft somebody like a Calvin Ridley in like the second round. I feel like I can get good value out of him in the fourth or fifth. So I'm willing to wait. Same with like Damian Pierce that I talked about as a running back. I feel like in the fifth or sixth round, I can wait to get him, So I don't want to pull the trigger too soon. Tight ends, Kelsey and Mark Andrews, Nothing wrong with drafting them early, but you want to wait a little bit. You can wait on guys like Darren Waller in the seventh or Dallas Goddard, Evan Ingram, Kyle Pitts. You can get that kind of value in the end. So I'm at 3.06, okay? What does my roster look like? Austin Eckler, A.J. Brown. Quarterback-wise, Josh Allen is still on the board. When I come back around, he's more than likely not going to be there. I'm not in love with having him. But in the third round, I'm looking at the top running back is Najee Harris, who gets plenty of volume. Joe Mixon is there, and Aaron Jones. I don't really like those guys afterwards because they're going to split a lot. Chris Olave is unproven, but a lot of people are drafting him in the third round. T. Higgins, I like him, but he's still the number two wide receiver behind Jamar Chase, and Tyler Boyd cuts into that load as well. Tight end-wise, Mark Andrews is there, which would be a good pick, and I don't mind that, but I'm going to go Najee Harris because I do not want to miss out on getting a good running back too, so I'm good with that. Hurts, Higgins, all those guys come off the board. So does Mark Andrews. Devonte Smith comes off the board, and so does Josh Allen. So it's back to me as I look at the running backs. Joe Mixon's there, Brees Hall, Kenneth Walker. That's all well and dandy. Marty Cooper's there, Debo Samuel's there. I like that. That's pretty good. But the guy I'm going with in this spot, because I don't want to miss out on him, is going to be Lamar Jackson. The fourth round, Lamar Jackson. Remember, he's got the run. You want a quarterback with the rushing upside you want that. It always helps you out because those guys get those goal line carries and that's super beneficial, man. So when I look at my top four, it goes Lamar Jackson, Austin Eckler, Najee Harris, A.J. Brown. A lot of boom in that lineup. That's what I already like. So DK Metcalf's gone. J.K. Dobbins is gone. Kenneth Walker, Justin Fields, Joe Mixon, DeAndre Hopkins was taken in the fourth round. That's kind of crazy. So that's what I'm looking at. I want to come back to wide receiver though, right here, and the guy that I'm getting right now is going to be Calvin Ridley. I think Calvin Ridley, of course, you know he was all pro until he had the betting is betting situation going on with the Atlanta Falcons. He's now making waves with Trevor Lawrence down there with the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think it's a great pickup for me to be able to get him in the fifth round. I like it, and now I can look back at tight end and maybe look at T.J. Hawkinson for the Minnesota Vikings. But I'm thinking, you know. I can wait. I can definitely wait. And in the sixth round, there's a guy that I've been kind of keeping my eye on. And that guy is going to be Rashad White, the running back for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think he's extremely talented. I don't know anybody that's really going to take uh, take too many carries with him, away from him. And I have him in the sixth round circled. So that's what I'm going with. Now I'm coming back to the seventh round. Rashad Penny's gone. Jerry Judy's gone. Keenan Allen's gone. Dalton Cook. DeAndre Swift. Trevor Lawrence, uh, Deshaun Watson, and Alvin Kamara. Remember, Alvin Kamara is also suspended. So I'm back in the tight end spot in the seventh round. I could go George Kittle. Remember, he's got injuries that he's always got to deal with, but I could go George Kittle. I've got three running backs. I've got two good wide receivers. Man, I'm really kind of digging it. I got Isaiah Pacheco there too that I could get, Brian Robinson. But I'm looking maybe at that tight end spot. But right there, guys. It's just staring me down. Am I really going to be able to pass up on Terry McLaurin? No way. Even with the toe injury, I don't know how serious it is, but Terry McLaurin in the seventh round, are you kidding me? Now, Brandon Ayuk comes off the board, Antonio Gibson, Christian Kirk, Mike Williams, Drake London, A.J. uh, AJ Dillon, James Cook, Pacheco, they're all gone. So now I'm in the eighth round. Now, I've got three good wide receivers in A.J. Brown, Calvin Ridley, Terry McLaurin. I've got Rashad White, Najee Harris, and Austin Eckler at running back and Lamar there as well. So now I could add depth at the running back position, or I can look again back at tight end and see that George Kittle's still staring me in the face along with Darren Waller. I'm looking at running back though. I'm like, man, you really kind of got to get something going at running back, Ryan. Khalil Herbert, we don't know what he's going to be, but he could be good. He could be good. We don't know. So tight end though. Ah, guys, there's just no way. I'm not going to be able to pass up having George Kittle on my team. He's still one of the best out there, and I think it's just a really good pickup to where I've got to pull the trigger. Now, Michael Pittman comes off the board. Jordan Addison, Marquise Brown, that's Hollywood Brown, Jahan Dotson, Jackson Smith the Jigba, Herbert's gone as well, Evans, Chris Godwin, Brian Robinson, and Lockett. Darren Waller's still there. Now, you're probably thinking, is he going to pull the trigger and go back-to-back tight ends? Darren Waller's bye week is 13. George Kittles is nine. So I'm going to take Darren Waller. So now I feel really good. I've got in the eighth and the ninth round, I've got two tight ends and I'm feeling pretty solid about that. Now, a good guy that I've been looking out for has been Traylon Burks. I've got him circled in the 10th round. The wider receiver out of Tennessee has been making some waves. So that's where I'm gonna be going. I'm gonna go Traylon Burks because I believe in the upside of this kid. I've got A.J. Brown, who he replaced, and him. And now that's pretty awesome. So I'm in the 11th round, Cortland Sutton, Quentin Johnson, Zay Flowers, some good rookies come off, Tyler Algier, Zeke Elliott, Odell Beckham, Kadarius Toney, they're all gone. Like, damn, man, those are some pretty good guys. All right, so now let's look back at running back. So Elijah Mitchell's there, Jeff Wilson, Devin Singletary. These are really good players, but I'm gonna look again. There's a player that I've been keeping my eye on. And the guy that I think that I could probably wait on is Tank Bixby. I like Tank Bixby. I think he's going to get some carries with Travis Etienne, and I think that's something I'm going to be looking for down the road. Quarterback right now, though, what I look at, I see that, hey, he's on the board in the 11th round getting Dak Prescott would be huge for my team. Because, I mean, Lamar's going to have a bye week at 13 and Dax is going to be seven, so I'm going to have to have him one day, and it could be a good matchup for Dak as well to have him on my football team, so I like that. I like to build that way, so now I'm looking at other running backs that are on the board, too, to keep seeing what do I need. Jeff Wilson, Jalen Morey, let's see Rashad Johnson, Kendra Miller, they're all there. Hmm, That's not bad. Wide receivers, I'm looking at Rashad Bateman, Sky Moore. I'm going to go Sky Moore, in the 12th round, and I really like Sky Moore, and I've got him circled in there to actually to be uh, on the 10th round, but he falls to me there, and I'm super good with it. So now we can go back and look at running backs. And Kenneth Gainwell's there, Jalen Warrior, Rashawn Johnson. You're like, you know what? How am I feeling about my running backs? Eckler, Harris, Rashad White. You know, we're feeling pretty good. We like our wide receivers, got a tight end. So I'm gonna look probably look at, I'm going to look at defense right now. I'm going to look at my 49ers. I'm going to like, you know what? Pull the defense right now. Go ahead and get one of the top defenses, especially if they get Nick Bosa signed with that pass rush. I'm going to feel really good about it. And then a quarter at kicker, I'm going to go ahead and get Harrison Bucker because he is absolutely automatic. So now I'm in the last pick of the draft. When I look what I got, I got a quarterback, I got everything. What I could possibly, what I need to add is a fourth running back got to get one. Kenneth Gainwell's there, Chubba Hubbard. You know, when you're thinking about Carolina, who's going to be able to tote the rock? I mean, who's going to be there next to Bryce Young? So I'm looking at guys like Jerome Ford from Cleveland. You know, they're Cordell Patterson's on the board, but Kenneth Gainwell always just seems to be, have some kind of value with what they like to do. Andre Swift is there and Gainwell's going to do it. So this is my team. Quarterback, Lamar Jackson. Austin Eckler, running back. Najee Harris, running back. Wide receiver, A.J. Brown. Wide receiver, Calvin Ridley. Tight end, George Kittle. Flex, Rashad White. Defense, San Francisco 49ers. The kicker is going to be Harrison Bucker. I got Terry McLaurin as a backup wide receiver. I got Darren Waller as a backup tight end. I got Traylon Burks as a backup wide receiver. I got Dak Prescott as a backup quarterback. I got Sky Moore as a backup wide receiver. And I've got Kenneth receiver as a fourth option of my running backs what does they give what did fantasy pros give me as a grade because i built depth and everything gave me an a plus because everywhere you're looking is i've got lamar jackson ready to roll eckler harris both get volume and touchdowns aj brown is a big time splash play gets a lot of dang touchdowns calvin ridley's gonna get the targets George Kittle is such an efficient tight end. Rashad White has that upside in a running back that you want. Uh, You've got one of the best defenses out there. McLaurin is one of my best wide receivers. Terry McLaurin is a top 20 wide receiver, and he's my third best wide receiver on the squad. Darren Waller is a top 10 fantasy tight end, and I've got him as a backup to go with Kittle. Trelon Burks is another guy with big-time upside with the Tennessee Titans. I mean, so I'm super stoked there. Dak Prescott is a backup quarterback. Scott Moore, you know, is going to do really good things within that Kansas City offense. And then I've got Kenneth Gadewell. So when I look at this team and how I drafted against other people, I feel really good about it. So that's that's how you want to draft. You want to get really good players that you know are proven. And you want to get, you know, like I said, in good offenses, not to mention guys that get a lot of volume. And that's why I'm happy with this draft. And this is something that I would, you know, this is a team that I would put together that I would think that I could compete pretty good with. So, like I said, it's a lot of fun. Uh, I'm sorry if it was long-winded, but I have a lot of fun with it and how you go into the critical thinking. Start mocking. Go into situational stuff where like, well, this is my plan A, plan B, plan C per round, and there's nothing wrong with that. If you feel like you're, if the flow of the draft means you got to go early a little bit on a player because you really like them like a Lamar Jackson, there's nothing wrong with doing that because at the end of the day, he's going to be on your team getting you points. I say stay away from the bias, even though I'm a Packers fan. Uh, I'd still held out on Christian Watson because I think Romeo Dubs could get more points in receiving yards in the end. So I held off on on drafting him too early. Let somebody else be a sucker for that. You hold fast. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> But uh, anyway... Well, that's going to do it then uh, for Episode 73. Call me Mr. Cleo. Remember, we've got college football this Saturday, Notre Dame at 1.30, hosting Navy in Dublin, Ireland. And, uh, yeah, good luck on your fantasy football drafts. If you got any questions, remember MyTurfShow at gmail.com. And, of course, Twitter, Twitter X handle, RFMarsha.com one one hit me up tell your friends apple Podcasts and spotify my turf it's the best college and pro football podcast you've never heard of go check it out everybody hope you have a great lovely rest of your week and uh enjoy some football folks have a good one